Welcome to the Joy of Cruising podcast with your host, award-winning author, Paul C. Thornton, a weekly conversation with the amazing cruisers featured in the Joy of Cruising trilogy, comprised of the Joy of Cruising, Cruising Interrupted, and new release, The Joy of Cruising Again. Each book is a compilation of features about cruisers and cruise and travel personalities from around the world. It's the next best thing to cruising, hearing about cruising from the unique and diverse perspectives of Paul's amazing guests. Hello, passionate cruisers. This week on the Joy of Cruising podcast, I am delighted to welcome Sherry of Cruise Tips TV. Sherry is one of the leading cruise personalities in the world. Besides over 200,000 followers on social media, Sherry is a sought-after voice to represent the cruiser's perspective on media like the New York Times, CNBC, and Forbes. I first became aware of Sherry during the writing of The Joy of Cruising when she was chosen by Porthole Cruise Magazine as one of the top 10 influencers changing the way we cruise. So as was typical when I was writing that book, I reached out to Sherry as just some guy on the internet. Eventually, she said yes. Welcome Sherry and Cruise Tips TV to the Joy of Cruising podcast. Well, thank you so much, Paul. It's a joy to be here and congratulations on your podcast. I was so thrilled to hear that the joy of cruising was going to be going to the podcast world. This is the best thing ever. You know, when when I finished the last book, The Joy of Cruising Again, I'm still passionate about cruising and I'm still passionate about telling the stories of cruises. And so I figure a podcast is a way to uh, keep my, uh, you know, stay in the game, if you will. So how are you doing? And, And how's the family? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Family is doing awesome. Junior is 14 years old now and is in high school. And we have been doing great, staying busy with a combination of travel and then just, you know, real life. School, eat, sleep, work, repeat. You know the drill. I actually heard Junior on a uh, on one of your podcasts. It was around the end of... Uh, end of 22. He did a great job. I plan to have my granddaughter on this show in a couple of months. She's about a year younger than Junior. Oh, that should be so fun. I think it's a really good age too to bring them on and start talking about the travel world and their worlds, right? They bring such a different perspective. Um, yeah, he he came on the podcast with me, and what we did is we talked all about the Kennedy Space Center. And as a, you know, a teen guy who had just visited, he had a really fresh perspective. So I'm looking forward to hearing your granddaughter. That should be fun. We call her our cruise partner. We had cruised with her five cruises in a row and we were booked for a six and then of course the pandemic happened and uh so we finally got a chance to cruise with her again uh we went carnival mardi gras i guess it was september and it was a surprise 13th birthday the last time we had cruised with her before the pandemic was a surprise 10th birthday on harmony of the seas of course at 13 she wasn't quite as gullible as she was at 10 so so I don't know if we pulled off the surprise uh, quite like we wanted to, but uh, it was a wonderful opportunity to cruise. That's so cool. So How fun. in the joy of cruising, I did a feature on you and Cruise Tips TV in a section called The Influencers. So why don't you tell the audience who Cruise Tips TV is? I would be more than happy to. So we, about 10 years ago, decided to create a YouTube channel 
And over the years, we've had experience on lots of different cruise lines. And through that experience on about 40 different cruisers, our end goal is to help cruise travelers with cruise planning and cruise packing and destination tips so that they can create dream cruises. So we do that through YouTube videos. We actually do live streams on Amazon and talk about packing and home and travel and all kinds of things like that over there as well. We have over the years also done lots of travel vlogs and ship tours, but our real sweet spot is tips and tricks and helping people to learn how to pack really, really well, because I think that that makes for a better cruise. So that's a little bit about who mm -hmm. we are. So so how did the channel on YouTube come about? What, what made you decide to start a cruise-oriented channel? Well, we certainly had no idea just how in-depth it would become, but it all started over a dinner table chat that my husband and son and I had one evening where we thought, you know, we're sure passionate about cruising and we seem that like we have a lot to share with people. So what if we were to make, you know, a few videos on and just post them up on YouTube and see if it could help a few people. And lo and behold, it was really well received. And those first few videos were awkward and terrible and uncomfortable. And it was so hard to do, you know, these getting out in front of the camera was so intimidating. But um, that's how we got started. And we've really evolved a lot over the past 10 years. We've been through many, many phases of what we do. You know, in the beginning, it was all about ship tours and packing videos. And then we tried vlogging for many, many years, which we still do a little bit of. And, um, you know, we've sort of come back to, I think, our roots of just focusing on adding value to people's cruise experiences and answering the questions that they have um, year after year as the cruise landscape changes. Well, you've done a great job because over 200,000 people follow you on social media. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And it has been a, you know, it's been a humbling 10 years and our growth has been actually compared to a lot of different people. It's actually been kind of slow. Um, the nice thing about that is it's a very organic type of growth and our audience feels like family and community. And that's a really special thing to be blessed with. In the new book, uh, The Joy of Cruising Again, uh, in the first chapter about cruising's return, I quoted you about your first cruise after the lockdown. I believe it was uh, Royal Caribbean's Adventure of the Seas in June. Talk about that and, and what it was like getting back on the ocean after so long. Wow. That was a really special time, a very special cruise. And to be a part of one of those earliest cruises is really neat. Um, we flew to, actually flew down to the Bahamas to get on that ship, which is unusual. You know, usually you cruise, when you're going to the Bahamas, you cruise out of Florida. But cruising out of the United States wasn't really happening as of yet. So we went down to Nassau and started our cruise there. Now, I got to tell you, if you've been on a cruise, if you went on a cruise early in the restart, you know that cruising on a ship that's at maybe 30 to 60% capacity is pretty crazy cool, right? You, it's instead of you and 5,000 of your best friends, it's half of that. And so you sort of felt like the ship was like, you know, your own special playground. And, and being a part of that and having a part in that was probably one of the neatest things because we we don't really love crowds. So that was pretty, pretty special. But 
Yeah, it was a surreal experience getting back out into travel. It was kind of a, we felt sort of calm in a way, you know, after having not traveled, you really stopped and you appreciated every little moment. We on that cruise got to visit Royal Caribbean's private island, perfect day at Coco Key and did the water park without any crowds or lines. And oh my goodness, we wore ourselves out. We were bruised and bandaged and exhausted from all kinds of fun at the water park. But yeah, it was a, that was a great starter cruise back into the, the, um, the post shutdown world. And one will never forget. Now, I take it a, a cruise starting that soon after the, the shutdown, or actually the shutdown hadn't, the no-sale order hadn't ended in the States, but, but a cruise at that point, I assume everyone had to wear masks? Um, actually, at that time, the masks were not required. It, they sort of crept in later. Um, and it was real close to the time when the cruises were going to resume on U.S. soil. And I think it was actually Celebrity that started them up. But then the masks kind of came in later as different variants resurfaced. So we wore masks part of the time, but voluntarily. I think that at that time, they were required during the embarkation process, perhaps. But we ended up wearing masks way more in our later cruises, interestingly enough. Now, did you feel any uh, uh, anxiety, any trepidation about getting on a cruise ship, given what was going on with the global health crisis? Not at all. We felt safer than we had ever felt getting on a cruise ship. We knew that the cruise lines could not afford, especially at that time, to have anything go wrong that was within their control. We'd also been vaccinated by that time, so we, you know, we felt a little bit safer on that front. Where the anxiety crept in was actually learning to plan travel again after having not traveled for a few years. And I had a, I had a, a scheduled trip to St. Martin that was actually about a month before that one. And I had severe travel anxiety, both leading up to that trip, on the airplane, in St. Martin, on the way home. And so that type of anxiety just... Um, dealing with the stress of an airport again and making sure I didn't forget anything during the packing game. And then also having to COVID test before you flew, fill out health forms on the website. All of that was sort of my warm up for that first cruise. So I always tell people by the time I got on the cruise ship with my husband and son, I was like completely relaxed. I knew exactly what I needed to do. And I had pushed through the sort of, um, restart anxiety. Uh, but I saw them go through it. I saw my husband hit step on an airplane for the first time and have people crammed up against his body, you know, and we, we had all become so used to social distancing after, um, years of being mostly at home. And that was a real surreal experience for both of us. But, um, but no, no trepidation about getting on a ship at all. We were so ready. And I'd say the trepidation is has crept back in a little bit, to be honest. Now that the ships are sailing at full capacity, now I feel more nervous. And it's not COVID. It's just everything. It's flu and cold and, you know, any little virus you can pick up anywhere, you know, especially if you're cruising mm -hmm. during the winter months. So I'd say that uh, um, we still feel safe on a cruise, though. With, you know, with travel, there's always a level of risk that you're going to get sick. We've been we've picked up cruise colds many times and we'll continue to get them. But yeah, it's an interesting evolution. So after that first cruise um, following the uh, 
the shutdown. Uh, what what was your next cruise? What, what were the other cruises you did in uh, 2021? So interestingly enough, things starting to tighten up in terms of protocols after we went on that cruise. So when we went on that cruise, um, our son, who was, I think he was 11 or 12 at the time, because of his age, he didn't have to be vaccinated. And he, we actually did not vaccinate him for a number of different reasons. My husband and I are vaccinated and boosted, but we decided with his doctor it wasn't best for him uh, because he couldn't get the pediatric dose. He would have had to have taken an adult dose, and he's very tiny. And so we just made a per- personal family decision not to vaccinate him. Well, what that did is it subsequently limited us going forward to what types of cruises we could actually go on. So our next two cruises after that were on Carnival Panorama because Carnival allowed an exemption, a vaccine exemption. He had to take COVID tests and all of that. Perfectly fine. We were super comfortable with that. So we actually cruised on Carnival three times, twice on Carnival Panorama, once on Carnival Miracle because their vaccine exemption program was so generous and worked for our family. And um, that was sort of how our 22 shaped up was on Carnival. Um, And then after that, when things started to open up with the rest of the cruising world, we actually went on Sapphire Princess. That was last, um, last September. We went on the inaugural voyage for Sapphire Princess to restart. I think it was one of the last ships to start up again in the fleet, maybe second only to Diamond Princess. And this is very exciting being a part of that first cruise back. And we had a lovely 10-night voyage. And that was awesome. So that was our 2022. Wow, 10 nights. Uh, What was the itinerary like? That was a really special one. That was uh, the Mexican Riviera and the Sea of Cortez. So we went to Loreto, which is up in the Sea of Cortez, not Loreto in Texas, but the one that's down in the Baja Peninsula. We went to La Paz and we went to Cabo San Lucas. We were supposed to go to Puerto Vallarta, but unfortunately that port stop was canceled because of Tropical Storm Orlean. And it was so doozy of a storm. So we couldn't proceed down the coast. And instead, we stopped in San Diego for a day and made our way back up the coast to Los Angeles. Now, since our last uh, in-depth chat a couple of years ago, uh, when I interviewed you for Cruising Interrupted, I've kept up with you on social media. Fill us in on any other cruise tips, TV highlights, cruises or, or otherwise that have transpired since we we last chatted. Sure. Well, we just got off world's largest cruise ship, Wonder of the Seas, just a few weeks ago. We flew out to Orlando and took a seven-night voyage to St. Martin, St. Thomas, perfect day. And it was quite an adventure to be on the world's biggest cruise ship. It was a fully, uh, uh, the, the vessel was at full capacity, so there were seven thousand people approximately on board and it was it was really something else so we got to go uh see our wonderful friends down in saint martin again and enjoy a little zip lining there and then we ended up not getting off the ship in saint thomas because we were just exhausted and our port stop was just too short and then went to perfect day again and did the water slides and and the thrill water parks that was a really special trip 
Uh, it was our first time being back on a full capacity cruise. So that was wild, you know, having so many crowds and, and, you know, I would say back to normal, but it was really even beyond back to normal with how many people were on there. I mean, cruising is back without a doubt. You really like uh, Perfect Day at Coco Cay. I've seen a number of your uh, YouTube videos and uh, you look like you're having more fun or as much fun as Junior. <laughs> you bet we do. And what's funny is we would we would not be um, at theme parks or water parks, parks at home, but there's just something about Perfect Day that we love. It's so clean. Um, the water park is reasonably priced and we just feel right at home there. We can all, you know, the, the big kids can act like little kids and the little kid can act his age. And I think it's something we're just trying to take advantage of while our son still appreciates it. I can't say I'm surprised. I recall when I interviewed you for the first book, The Joy of Cruising, uh, I was flabbergasted about uh, you jumping off cliffs in Jamaica. And uh, <laughs> I remember asking you, uh, do you have a like a cliff diving background? Uh, no. <laughs> I think one of those photos made it into the joy of cruising too, didn't it? I think there's a, a picture. Yeah, that was wild. When we went to Jamaica, we went to this place called the Cool Blue Hole. And um, you hike up waterfalls and then you jump down them off of cliffs. So you, you literally do. You jump off of a little cliff into a moving waterfall and go through a series of pools. And it was probably one of our family's favorite cruise adventures ever. And reasonable price, you know, great transportation right from the port. They pick you up, they take you to the cool blue hole. You feel safe. You have someone kind of shepherding you through the process the whole time. It, is, it was a really special day. We're, we're definitely adrenaline junkies, that's for sure. So what's Cruise Tip TV working on now? Any, any, any new projects in the works? My goodness, this has been such an exciting um, year for us. We are currently editing all of our Wonder of the Seas tips and tricks. We have a packing video that's come out. Um, we did a review. We've done a double podcast review. So we're kind of in um, in the midst of uh, filling everybody in on our Wonder of the Seas content right now. And, um, you know, thinking about our next cruises, this is a big year for us, Dr. Paul. We have a lot of milestones coming up this year. Um, my husband and I in September are celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary and I am turning 50 in October and my husband is turning 60 in May. So we have all these like big milestones and we have no plans yet. We don't know what we're going to do. We've got big dreams, but, um, we're right now we're just kind of nose to the grindstone with editing and getting all the work done that we have after being on Wonder of the Seas. And as you know, I have a full-time job too, so working away at that as well. Well, congratulations on, on the milestones. We uh, we celebrated our 30th in October. We did a uh, Mediterranean cruise on uh, Celebrity Beyond. Oh, what a beautiful choice for your 30th. So I will uh, I will be paying attention to the channel to see what you decide for your uh, 25th. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. We've got... We've got some big aspirations and big goals. So, so let's talk a little bit about the future. What, what do you have uh, booked right now? We have nothing booked right now. So we're just um, sort of keeping our options open and trying to explore what we can plug into those big milestones. But um, uh, lots and lots of dreams, just nothing booked. Well, speaking of dreams, as you know, 
Uh, every time I interview someone for one of the books, I always uh, ask, you know, what's on your bucket list, hoping that I can uh, get some ideas that I can steal. Uh, so I interviewed you five years ago for the joy of cruising, and I'm sure you've probably uh, uh, checked off whatever was on your bucket list then. And then I interviewed you three years ago for Cruising Interrupted. Uh, you probably checked that off. So what's on your bucket list right now? Yeah, I think we're still working through some of those bucket list things. We kind of, speaking of interrupted, we got interrupted by the pandemic. So we're still anxious to get back to Asia, um, namely Japan. We want to do another cruise to Japan and visit different places. That's very high on the list. We all, our entire family is very eager to go to Antarctica. We also would like to explore Northern Europe. Um, I'd like to do the Southern Caribbean. I've never done the Southern Caribbean. I've done Eastern, Western, and all around, but love to do that. There's just so many different things. Um, I'd like to get back to Alaska and do a cruise tour instead of just a cruise. So those are some of our bucket list items right now. Before we let you go, Sherry, let me ask a couple of fun cruise questions, and then perhaps one that's maybe a little bit oddball. So the cruise question, this is a standard one, but it's really about getting some ideas for myself. Uh, what's your favorite cruise drink? Oh my goodness. I'm a big gin lover, so anything with gin in it is probably a favorite of mine. I love martinis. I like old fashions. Um so I like super strong and not too sweet, but gin is my, my favorite. All right. What's your most wonderful or most memorable or outlandish or unforgettable or embarrassing cruise experience? <laughs> I have I have so many. I think our our most one of our most memorable was definitely our cruise from um Japan, Yokohama to Singapore back in I think it was 2017. That was a life changer for our whole families. That one that one ranks up there with the most memorable, just getting to know those new cultures, visiting five countries in 12 days. Something I highly recommend for people is to get over to Asia if they can. Um, but I have a kind of a funny, <laughs> embarrassing one. We took a red eye when we went on our MSC Yacht Club cruise over in the Mediterranean. We took a red eye from California all the way over to Rome. So by the time we got there, it was time to board the ship. Um, our son, by the time we got to the muster drill, he had passed out. So we had to carry a sleeping kid, not a baby. He was like, he was probably like, nine or 10, we had to carry our sleeping kid to the mustard drill because he was just completely passed out. So we had a, we have photos of him kind of passed out like a baby over my husband's shoulder because we had to go to the mustard drill. You know, you can't just stay in the room, you'll get in trouble, but we couldn't wake him up. So I always kind of laugh about that one. You have, as I've mentioned, a very large following. And I'd like to say welcome to the many Cruise Ships TV listeners uh, who are joining us. Uh, share one thing my listeners and your followers don't know about Sherry? Um, I think that people often assume because of what we do and the fact that I'm 
um, speaking to a camera that it's something that I was automatically comfortable with when I started. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, In fact, I was a very, very shy child. I was so shy that during recess, I was afraid to go on the playground. So I would go to the library and hang out with the librarian. We were like best buds. (laughs) That was my idea of comfort. And so um, I think people automatically assume, oh, you know, you maybe you came from broadcasting or you've done this before. And the truth is, I certainly had not. I was mortified of any kind of public speaking or speaking into a camera. And what helped me to get to a point where I could do this, and I think people are really surprised, and and I hope this inspires some people, is um, when I grew up, I was a dancer. I did ballet and tap and jazz. So I was always on a stage, but I was never speaking. Right, I was maybe performing, and that that might give you a little confidence, but I never had to articulate anything. So, what really helped me to outgrow that, and what probably led me to doing what we do at Cruise Tips TV without my knowledge, is I actually served on a nonprofit board of directors in a leadership position, and it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And hey, there's a lot of nonprofits out there who love volunteers. And so by doing so, I got on a stage and I would deliver, um, you know, I would introduce a speaker for the month, for example. It was nothing crazy. I wasn't giving long speeches, but it got me into the mode of having a little bit of courage after having been a very shy child. And um, while I do consider myself an extrovert now at this point in my life, the end of the day, I'm really a homebody. Um, my husband and my son and I are all super comfortable at home, cooking, gardening, and in between cruises. I think people think that we're out partying and that we're super social. And the truth is we're not. I'm just as comfortable with the librarian at recess as I, <laughs> you know, as I am in front of the camera. So I think that um, sometimes that surprises people. That, that story about your librarian background uh, is is surprising because I would have guessed that you are an off-the-charts extrovert. Right. And and people automatically think that. And I I do consider myself at this point in my life an extrovert. But I think that I've I've sort of morphed into that. Right. And I do I do get my energy from from being around people to a certain degree. And I do get energy from what we do at Cruise Tips TV, but I didn't start off that way. And I, and I just, I hope that that gives some people who maybe want to pursue something new, maybe hope that, um, that it can be done if it's something you really want to do. Well, you, you inspired me because I am an off the charts introvert and here I am trying my hand at this podcasting thing. I think that's the reason why I, I wrote, or one of the reasons why I wrote the uh, series of cruise books. It was just, I may be an introvert, but but it's wonderful telling other people's stories. And so that kind of brought out, uh, you know, brought out something in me. And it was fun telling your story in two books. Yes. So I certainly... Yeah plan, certainly hope, I should say, to have you on the podcast uh, more than once. So let's let's plan to get back together sometime, uh, uh, maybe after you decide what you're going to do for your 25th anniversary. Oh, that sounds fun. I love that. And congratulations to you. 
again, on the launch of your podcast. I think it is such a beautiful way to communicate with people. And I love that you said that you're an introvert doing this work. My husband co-hosts our podcast with me too. And he's like you, he's to the core an introvert, but it is a beautiful way to be able to express yourselves. And it's you as an introvert doing this are also a gift to the world because introverts bring such a beautiful, different perspective than um, those of us who are extroverted. And we need both. We need to hear from both. So I'm so excited that you're doing it. Sorry, before you go, tell us who is the winner of this week's free copy of either The Joy of Cruising or Cruising Interrupted. Oh, I'm excited. I get to announce that. Drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. Nisha Shasha Branch. Congratulations. You are Paul's winner of the book. This is so exciting. How, do, how does um, Nisha redeem her book? Well, Nisha, I will be uh, in touch with you. Nisha is a member of the Joy Cruising podcast group on Facebook. And so I will get in touch with her very soon. Uh, tell everyone how we can follow you, uh, get in touch with you. Yeah, Cruise Tips TV all over social media. So youtube.com forward slash Cruise Tips TV, Instagram.com, Facebook.com forward slash Cruise Tips TV. We are all over. And you can search everywhere you listen to podcasts for the Cruise Tips TV Unplugged podcast. Sherry, it's been wonderful chatting with you again. I look forward to us chatting in the not-too-distant future. All righty. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you so much, Paul. And congrats again on the launch of this exciting new endeavor. What a great guest. Who would have guessed Sherry is a former library nerd? Seriously, Sherry has a calming demeanor. And I'm so glad I opened the Joy of Cruising podcast with her as a guest. Besides being a cruise community star, her bearing made her a perfect first guest for this somewhat anxious podcast host. Thanks again, Sherry and Cruise Tips TV. Next week, Alana of LifeWell Cruise. Until then, happy cruising. The Joy of Cruising and Cruising Interrupted can be ordered at the link on thejoyofcruisingpodcast.com, each for $16.99 plus shipping. Use the discount code The Joy of Cruising Podcast and get $4 off. Ordering details for The Joy of Cruising again coming soon. Enter to win The Joy of Cruising or Cruising Interrupted at thejoyofcruisingpodcast.com or by joining The Joy of Cruising Podcast Facebook group or both to increase your chance to win. A winner will be announced on each show. Please leave us a review and tell a friend. Thank you. Cruisers, the Joy of Cruising Again book was just released. Order the ebook at your favorite online retailer. The paperback can be ordered by copying the web address listed at the podcast website, www.thejoyofcruisingpodcast.com. Don't forget to use the coupon code Joy of Cruising Podcast to get $4 off. We think you'll enjoy the new book as much as Paul enjoyed writing it, and we would love to hear your comments at the Joy of Cruising Again Facebook page 
or at the George Cruising Instagram page. Thank you.